ever look past from what the world wants you to see Do you wanna be you, not who the world wants you to be? Deep inside it's in you, search through your mind there is a key To unlock every door, I've been knocking for years My inner peace released right on the beat I've been fighting this beast we call reality My mother can't afford a meds, another technicality Hope the cancer doesn't spread, causing a fatality on life I hold that gallery tight, those pictures stuck in my head Yeah we used to be close, I was young, my parents separated Visitation time, delegated shelters I would sleep All these dreams I would keep close, watch the roads grow from the concrete Call it hope when that dark and that light finally meet I was broken, yes I still am, wishing I can help but I can I hope you win, and that you live again uh, Open the window, see the world through my eyes Where dreams and signs of hope, dark nights and blue skies Either you sink or swim, crash or you can fly Try to remain true, the world telling me lies Cause the pain runs deep, when you don't have control of your mind Clock's ticking, running out of time I hope you find your way and live long I hope you win, and that you live on Take a shot quickly, let it burn so it can hit me This life is a dream, somebody pitch me I woke up from a bad dream, had my hoodie on I was a teen, slain pain is what I felt I was murdered cause my color, I wish someone would help Now the world knows my name, but the world don't feel my pain And this world will never change, I hope you do Hope they see the good in you, I hope nobody hates your complexion Loves you for being you the world turns, but so many blinded If there's a higher power, let me find it Don't push religion on me So many people, hypocrites, to their own words Preaching, telling me to walk this path When they walk through dirt But I dream real grass When they skip through lines While I'm standing in last place Facing what's right in front of me The light gets brighter, he takes a step I pray for you, my friend, God bless Open the window, see the world through my eyes Where dreams are signs of hope, dark nights and blue skies Either you sink or swim, crash or you can fly Try to remain true, the world telling me lies Cause the pain runs deep, when you don't have control of your mind Clock's ticking, running out of time I hope you find your way and live long I hope you win, and that you live on Hey, this is Sabbatical. I've had a lot of fun talking to Noble at CFR Network. CFR Network, CFR News, Shalom, Balance, Bonjour, Hola, Niha, Wassalam, all of the universal greetings. Trustfully, everybody's well. Thank yourself for tuning into the broadcast and thank yourself, most importantly, for surviving the zombie apocalypse. We are still here and um, it's a beautiful time to be alive. I have a, um, a globe trekking guest with me today. I have the, the one and only Tommy Sabbatical. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thank you very much. Happy to be here and surviving.
<laughs> Definitely. Well, look, I mean, you have, um, you have still been traveling pretty much in certain parts throughout the uh, tumultuous period that we've had for the for the two years. So, traveling. I know, obviously, in certain of your 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 videos and stuff, you've had to be very much masked up and stuff. So. Like, what was your experience over this over this sort of period, and and ultimately, how much of an effect did it have on you um, doing these uh, wonderful vlogs? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, I would say, well, first off, um, especially back in 2020 when I started, uh, at the very end of 2020, uh, I tried to specifically look for countries where you know the mask restrictions weren't that bad. I'm not like an anti-mask or anything, but, you know, I prefer to go somewhere where, you know, life is as close to being normal as possible. Uh, so that was countries like Mexico, Tanzania, uh, other African countries weren't that bad either. Um, but, you know, some of them in there, um, especially I remember Kenya and also especially Rwanda. Rwanda was the worst. I remember. Um, you, don't, you don't mess around in Rwanda. That's a very strict country. Um, yeah, you just, I guess you just have to get used to it. Um, I mean, thankfully, I've lived in Asia before, uh, in China, and I've also done a lot of traveling in Japan and a few countries. And uh, over there, even before the pandemic, it was normal for people to wear masks, like when they're, they have a cold or something like that. Same. So wearing a mask wasn't like that unusual to me, and uh, <laughs> wasn't that like horrific. But um you know, it's a little bit uncomfortable. Yes. Challenging. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then what I also noticed uh, in countries besides Rwanda, like especially Mexico, Nigeria, I'm not trying to call them out or anything, but, you know, they'd have these rules for like masks and then nobody would follow them. You know, everybody would be <laughs> just doing their own thing. <laughs> and that's what rules. you learn. Yeah. That's what you learn when you get there. You just kind of flow with whatever the local yeah. people are doing. And that's a key thing. I think for a, a big takeaway from from watching yourself and other solo backpackers. Number number one, I'll not actually let me rephrase that. Not backpackers, travelers. That's an antiquated phrase in terminology. So tra travelers, especially on your own, I salute yeah. every one of you for 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 number one having the gumption, the courage, um, and the tenacity to actually, you know, it's 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 troubling enough just getting on a plane <laughs> and traveling to a new country you know new new foods new cultures never mind doing it on your own so like what inspired yeah. you to to have that kind of like get up and go to do it um yeah well this is i mean when i say in these videos i'm not sure if i said this but <laughs> uh i've dreamed like my entire life of doing this or it's just i feel like i'm designed to do this like i'm not kidding you know mm. um, at the first chance i got um i mean i had to save up money i don't come from a rich family but i worked saved up money and when i was 18 like i got on a plane to mexico and i just you know traveled around and like it's a crazy experience when you do it for the first time but like anything else i guess you start to learn like the rules of the road like how to adapt whatnot but I think what really helped me more than anything uh, is just like this love I developed for language learning, because if you can do that, 
if you can like understand what's being said to you, mm -hmm. you can build bigger connections with the people that you meet in these countries. And a lot of things start to feel a lot less scary <laughs> if you can yes. uh, understand what's being said to you. Uh, you get like, you can understand the warnings that are being given to you. So you don't go a certain way. Sometimes mm. I do anyway, but yeah. <laughs> uh, you can, you know, you learn like how nice and friendly people are. Uh, one of the most shocking things um, while shooting these videos, which I wasn't fully aware of before I made them, was just how absolutely friendly people are in mm. Mexico and Brazil and Africa. Uh, that's absolutely not something you expect before going there. Because Brazil and Mexico in particular, you just hear about like gangs and drug cartels and stuff like that. Unfortunately, I mean, I get you're, you're highlighting something which which is, which should be, especially in the growing year of, the, of 2022, we cannot yeah. allow legacy media to dictate our idea and perceptions of the world and of people. We have to experience it for ourselves and then form our own opinions, whether it be a prejudice, whether it be actually, you know what, these people are kind of cool or. Yeah, exactly. It's um, I, I think there will be hopefully a change with that. Um, but it, it is pretty interesting, even in legacy media, I guess, especially in legacy media, because, you know, they got to sell and yeah. they got to sell headlines uh and unfortunately what sells is war in africa drug cartels in mexico and south america uh <laughs> you know and then most people never get beyond that because uh drug cartels sound pretty scary so it is war yes <laughs> um, and for the average person when you have like one or max two vacations per year uh you're probably not going to choose to go to like a country you heard that has wars and stuff like that um yeah. well look at let's look at it this way as well let's play let's play righteous advocate the the wilderness of north america or, or, or the united states of america comprises of multiple different states and within those multiple states we have nice areas and we have bad areas particularly yeah. where you're based we have again very bad areas we have nice areas currently for what i'm seeing on legacy media and on um, boots on the ground there seems to be a, a tremendous rise in violence around young youth in the inner city especially with guns and stuff uh are you talking about in the united states yes oh well yeah we've had uh <laughs> issues with gun violence uh since the inception of this country i think <laughs> um and uh yes i mean we're also infamous for having uh tensions amongst mm. different groups as you may know Indeed. and uh police uh bossing around people yeah minorities in particular um yeah it's i don't know if there's been an uptick recently i think i've heard of like a, a shoot up in crime uh it's like i i actually what i usually do is i try to actively avoid american yes. politics <laughs> It's just, you know, it, nothing good comes from it. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, my favorite, you know, <laughs> just uh, that, that's another thing like I took uh, that I especially learned uh, in Africa and these other countries that, you know, like we're all the same. Right. Yeah. And it's like when we start harping on just crime in the inner cities and stuff like that, I don't know, people have like strong opinions and then all of a sudden it goes crazy. So, but yes, to answer your question, yeah, there's there's definitely problems in the United States too, and um, I've 
I've actually like thought about making a few videos in the US because a lot of people will leave comments like, Tommy, why are you going to like this area in Brazil or this area in Africa and showing the poverty or whatever, which is absolutely not my goal. Uh, like, but no, it the isn't. US? Yes, no, yeah. no, just just a portion yeah. on that. It isn't because we we see it's about you know the the humanization. It's the interaction. It's the this isn't what you thought it was. Look, you know, I I am clearly an outsider in this place, and people are, are quite friendly. You know, they're asking me, you know, do I need help? Do I need assistance? They give me directions. They're taking me places. So it's yeah. far from it. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly that. Um, so yeah, in terms of, I don't know, showing uh, bad areas in the US, I may still do that at some point. Uh, I have like a few video ideas, I guess, in my head, but um, it's not at the top of my list. Yeah. Uh, and But the main thing I want to express is like, I, <laughs> like if I show these things in other countries, it absolutely does not mean that I think like America is better. I have so many critiques mm. of the United States. Like every time I come back to New York and take the subway, I'm like, why do we have the worst subway in the world in the city? Um, I mean, you know, it's my city. You know, I'm still going to love it, but uh, there's a lot of critiques. Well, Tommy, at least it's functioning. You know, the, the only yeah. the only tubes we've got is down in London. Outside of that, we've got nothing. They're all above, above ground. So like you've got something. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. It's a... It's uh, a very much oh, yeah. an antiquated system of, of transportation we have um, here in England. Uh, in Europe, it's it's a lot better, especially cost-wise. It's a lot cheaper. I think in, in, in Great Britain, it's one of the highest uh, in regards to, to public transportation. So it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. We pay by the litre versus per gallon. So yeah. You can, so you can well, you you, you, can, you can appreciate the kind of cost that we, we're, we're incurring over here. So it's it's challenging yeah. but again it's it swings and roundabouts because you go to quote-unquote developing countries aka third world countries i mean i don't know understand this first world second world third world thing but a quote-unquote developing country and things are different there but as you can attest to the sense of community the sense of of living actually really living is a lot more apparent versus when we go to a western country and everyone's just it's just yeah. go <laughs> you know there's no time for anybody yeah i think that's kind of a theme i've been trying to i guess unintentionally express in my videos uh there seems to be almost like this inverse correlation between countries that people think are dangerous and countries that are full of really fun friendly people mm -hmm. which is not to downplay like the dangers that you know at all there are like legitimately dangerous places in these countries but <laughs> you know uh like if i was gonna pick a place to like spend my week and just hang out uh i would pick uh jamaica and kenya any day over new york yes. to be honest yes it, it, and there really is just it, it's like a different way of viewing life i think mm -hmm. um and like in south america like they'll tell you like why work so hard when i can just relax right now i mean <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> very simplistic. Very simplistic. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you could judge that, but it's really just like a different philosophy of life. I mean, like who's who's happier in the end? Um, you know, in uh in New York and California, especially in the US, it's extremely competitive, it's extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. 
And, um, you know, if you're not working your ass off, then, uh, yeah, I don't know how happy you are in this city. <sighs> this is, I mean, well, well, what can you do? I mean, it's, it's, it's the cost of living, especially, I mean, the gentrification of parts of, of New York, Harlem and stuff. It's out of this world and the prices. Like, where are these people going, Tommy? Like, all of the, the these, these, these million-dollar complexes and penthouses and, like, all these people are moving in. That's fair enough. But where, where are these the people who originally lived there maybe five, ten years ago? Where have they been pushed to, to just, like, maybe to New Jersey or just to other boroughs within the, the area? Um, that's a good question. I'm not completely sure, but I've heard, like, they're building... They're moving the public housing to the Bronx, which oh. is the northernmost borough of New York City, uh, stuff like that. Mm. But it's, yeah, it's getting pretty insane out there. Uh, what was shocking to me was that even after the pandemic, I would have expected there to be like a price crash mm. in the city, but there's, there's barely been any movement. It's, you know, you're paying, you're looking at like at least $4,000 a month rent-wise, if you want to live in Manhattan. And, you know, I was just walking around Manhattan a couple of days ago. And, you know, I compare this. What's interesting is I was in Sao Paulo just like a week before that. Sao Paulo is, I mean, it has expensive parts, but like a lot of it is half the price of New York City. Yeah. And it's cleaner. Yeah. (laughs) It's like uh, the metro is nicer. Uh, You have like all these services that, uh, you know, basically first world yes and then and then i come back to new york and i look at all this and i'm like why are people paying all this money it's, uh, it's, it's weird was, was that the place where you were saying and that the, the, the metro system is subsidized partly by the government or something like that um oh that was uh buenos aires in okay. Argentina. yes okay yeah, that's yeah the metro there is effectively free which um i mean like that actually is a good thing. I just, and the problem is Argentina keeps going broke. So I don't know if they can afford that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Brazil, Brazil seems to be a little bit better at managing their finances. Uh, so yeah, like their, their Metro is like going fine. Um, and it's still pretty affordable from what yeah. I saw, uh, a lot cheaper than New York, for example. Totally. What, what was the, 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 the impotence to go impotence to go to, to Jamaica? Because I didn't see that when I saw the video pop up, I was thinking, "What? You was just in? <laughs> you was nowhere yeah. in the Caribbean? How we just landed there?" <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Jamaica was always on the top of my list, uh, and I might have even gone there earlier. But um, yeah, they had some pretty severe COVID restrictions. Yes, going and on, curfews so. and stuff as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to wait on that one, so um, yeah, I did five African countries and I wanted to do something different for a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, different, but you know, a country that I think everyone would still enjoy. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> I think Jamaica fit the bill for that. So hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, that funeral that you, that you attended. As well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was just amazing. Uh, yes. like, like nothing in my videos is like scripted for the most part. You know, I really was just like, driving along mm-hmm. on that road i stopped yep. in this place and they just invite me to all these different things yes uh including a funeral and it was just amazing i mean and the way that like you know they would celebrate like death and i 
you know, emphasize celebrate, you know, just again, like a different philosophy, you know, it's like, okay, this doesn't have to be sad. Why don't we all just drink and like have fun? Well, that's it. It's, 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 it's well, technically, um, Tommy, it's a celebration of life. It's not the celebration of the death. It's the life of the person that they're celebrating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's like just thinking that dude would probably be partying too. So yes, he would, he would want you all to be having fun. I'll be crying. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, have you? Are you aware of? Um, I know culturally wise, um, it's normally the pallbearers and the grave will already pre, be pre-dog and stuff. So it, like for instance, like in South American stuff and in Africa, is that something that they they would do culturally as well? Is it would that kind of style as they did in Jamaica? Um, you mean like a more traditional funeral? Yeah. Um, I was told because that was that was a grave digging, uh, and then the actual funeral was supposed to happen afterward. But I don't know. According to what they told me, that's just as relaxed by our standard. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they got like a little more serious at some point, like they yeah. did you know, last rites and whatnot, mm-hmm. or whatever you call it uh, before you're <clears throat> about to put the coffin in. But um, yeah. No, it's still pretty relaxed. Yes, indeed. And did you um, did you get a chance to um, partake in any of the um, the moonshine, or did you just have like the rare nephew and stuff? And oh, um, the moonshine. Yeah. Are you by, uh, Jamaican descent by any chance? Caribbean, so Montserrat and Saint Kitts. Ah, oh, there we go. Yeah, I gotta check those out too. Um, I I believe so. I don't I don't think I got anything like straight out of a barrel. Or okay. like that. Yeah. Uh there was a few times where including at that grave digging where they just handed me a drink and um I was like, I'm not gonna question this. <laughs> uh also things uh that were wrapped up for me to spoke. Just went with it. <laughs> yeah, of uh, course, as you do. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want to ask too many questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everybody was awesome. <laughs> and um the best place for moonshine is still Africa. Like every single country there, uh, <laughs> there was always something. And uh, out of people started to like ask me if I'm an alcoholic for like going and checking after these moonshines. <laughs> but it's just, there's always one and it's very interesting. Yes. Uh, and it's always a good excuse to like go to a village or go way into the countryside. So um, yeah, you can expect a bit more of that in the coming months, I think definitely i mean as you say countryside that is where you're going to get the premium moonshine or the drank or batty whatever they want to call it that is going to be the best place even though it might have the odd spider in there <laughs> or something yeah um yeah i mean sometimes like i mean like when i was in uganda uh drinking some of the stuff they gave me there like everybody was like you could have gone blind drinking that <laughs> I was like, really? Well, it was all right when I had it, but uh, well, that is an excellent segue into like because you have a in my I'm very very picky in regards to food. Now yeah. I I have seen you eat Tommy in some places where I'm like, you're not gonna eat there, are you? You really not? And you just tot your chowing down and rarely only a few times i've heard you saying mm, this isn't the nicest well you know I, I might just leave this to the side generally it's like yeah no this is nice this is like are yeah. you like a, just like a, a, a connoisseur for all types of food in essence um 
I well, I guess you could say that. I'm a connoisseur for experiences. I yes. guess more than anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do like want to try different stuff. And especially when people are offering you stuff, you know, it's really hard to turn it down. Mm-hmm. And usually I'm surprised more often than not. Um, what's a good example of that? Like, for example, um, in Rwanda, when I was in the countryside, and I think at the end of one of the videos, we all sit down and have like a nice little meal and whatnot. Uh, yeah, for a lot of people that might have looked, I don't know, kind of weird, because especially the way we're just like cooking. Yes. Like all these weird like pots and stuff like mm-hmm. right outside the doorway and whatnot. It was kind of weird, but it was a pretty good meal. And um, yeah, I try to do like a minimum to check that, you know, it's like at least a little bit clean. Yes. You know, I don't want <laughs> You know, yes. like, uh, well, I'm that's not, my that's my concern. That is my my concern. Like, it's not not necessarily yourself, but I see some some guys, and there's flies like running all over the food and stuff, and the guys picking it up with his hands, and it's like, my God, you must have like a real strong belly to deal with all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> I don't, well, I don't know if I have any like real advantages with my stomach, but um, well, you haven't maybe, been ill though. <laughs> maybe I'm good at avoiding like getting sick from it. Yes, but, um, <laughs> possible. <laughs> uh, but, uh, just try to follow like a few basic guidelines. Yes. When encountering strange food, you know, just try to like ask a few questions about how it was cooked, um, and then just look at it. Uh, if it's like has a weird smell or color, then yeah, maybe pass on that. But yes, you know, politely, politely, there's more, like... there's more things that are acceptable than you would think. Oh, yes, very much so. I mean, especially as you say, in the continent of Africa, I mean, in, in some parts that they, they partake in, in the bushmeat and stuff, which is supposed to be yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's much crazier stuff that I haven't even gotten to. Mm. Um, when uh, when I was out with the Maasai in Tanzania, you know they were happy to bring up how they were like drinking blood out of oh. a cup every morning, and the one guy was like, "Oh, it's delicious." And uh, I missed the opportunity to try that, but I may have possibly made an excuse. I don't know. To back out of that one. <laughs> but I, there's at least one or two videos of people doing that on YouTube. Um, that's, and I. <laughs> Yeah. there's just there's a lot of wild stuff and um no spoilers intended i will be back to africa fairly soon and um yeah it, what happens is i just don't know what to expect when i get there I, I have like minimum research done then but then you show up there and especially when you go to like these villages or tribes or whatnot and they just whip out bush meat and you're like whoa okay <laughs> And come here planning to have that, but uh, let's just roll with it. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 see what we can um let's see if we can make some lemonade out of some of these lemons potentially or some of these orange. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, mm. go in and don't think too hard about it. Definitely. I mean, let's let's go to your your love of languages and, and your your ease in, in the, the con, in conversion. Yeah. Um was this all self-taught or did you go to, to college or university to, for, for these language skills? Oh, yeah. Um, that's a good thing to talk about because that's a really frequent question and comment I get. And I'm actually planning a video pretty soon talking about it. But basically, 
um, when I was about 17 or maybe 18 around then, uh, I was very unfocused and I just got on to learning Arabic actually. And which is like, very for some reason, yeah, that little did I know that was actually probably the worst language to start with. <laughs> it's just, it has so many things about it that are extremely frustrating. It's like the most frustrating language, but uh, soon after that, I decided to pick up Spanish too, which is you know, a little more relaxing, a little more fun. Uh, and I don't know, I just got hooked. And there was just something about the idea of learning something it, and it almost served as like a key to these yes. different countries. I viewed yes. it as like a passport mm -hmm. going to these different nations because mm. I would get access to talking to all these different people. And I just thought that was amazing. So it provided a lot of motivation. And I, you know, I like to make a game out of things. Mm -hmm. So I would just like challenge myself to like keep learning every day. But basically it's all self-taught. Um, like I took Spanish in high school, like most Americans, and I don't think I learned anything. <laughs> so uh, don't think uh, the method they were using just grabbed it for whatever reason. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's different strokes for different folks, apparently. Yes. So yeah, once I changed like my outlook on it, and yeah, like I said, like I you know tried to make it into a game, then it became a lot more fun, and. Um, it's not like it just came to me magically or anything. Uh, I actually do like put the hours in. Mm -hmm. If you like going to the gym or something like that, you know, if you put in a certain number of hours, yeah. then you know you'll get this amount better at the language. And when you're first starting out learning a language, it's it's really tricky. You don't know what it to is. do exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what to focus on, so you end up wasting a bunch of time. But uh, with experience and especially after learning multiple languages you learn what to focus on and at this point i have it down to like science so know, give like, us some tips and give us some tips because i'm currently um learning espanola um at a very slow pace so what would be some give me give me like three give us sorry some three tips to kind of like hone into to get to grasp the language quicker maybe yeah i like how you added us <laughs> i will try to help you for your next vacation in mexico um let's see i well um especially if you're just starting out um one of the most important things to remember is at this point in 2022 there are so many free resources and so many fun free resources that is mind-boggling at this point so you can just go on your phone you can download like multiple different language apps like Duolingo, Busu, like this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's a good chance you can learn this language up to a speakable level just doing that. That's not enough, to be honest. But like what you really need to do is you just need to learn the important words. Yeah. There's like, you can even find like lists of this, but I don't recommend using a word list. Just try to be natural. Mm -hmm. uh, learn the important words, learn the important grammar. And then as soon as you can, try to like speak to native speakers yeah and the absolute best way to do this if you can is have a teacher there's for example websites where you can find a teacher for like an hour italki.com stuff like that um if that's too expensive then you can use these language ex uh, exchange websites 
where you can just instantly find people from around the world. That's that works pretty well too. Although you might find like a bunch of people that are flaky and they just disappear yeah, <laughs> for no yeah. reason, but it, it works. And um, yeah, you got to also just get over the fear of speaking. Cause that's, that's actually the hardest thing mm-hmm. when you first start out learning languages. Cause you think you're going to sound like an idiot <laughs> and you are <laughs> probably, uh, I have sounded like an idiot so many times that <laughs> I've lost count. Yeah. And but it's fine because then you realize you get there and people really don't mind. They know you're trying to learn the language. Yes. And they really appreciate it. Exactly. Some countries appreciate it more than others. But uh what would you what, what do you mean by that? Actually, I should rephrase that. Some countries are just more expressive in how they appreciate ah. uh, you learning their language. Uh I think, for example, uh like the Dutch and the Norwegians are just as uh, appreciative as you learning their languages as anyone else, but you know, they're a little more reserved. Very much. Um, so. Yes. But, but then you go to Tanzania and learn Swahili and everybody's like, Whoa, you're learning Swahili. <laughs> Why did you choose to do this? I don't care. It's amazing. Yes. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. The Chinese also, uh, they're just, they're always so complimentary. If you like learn their language, they're very, very kind about it uh there's people that have now made like an entire channel shocking chinese people yes exactly i've seen a couple of them and it is they you that you're right that out of all of the, the nations of sorts those are the most surprised when they see foreigners conversing fluently in mandarin etc it's it, it's yeah. i guess because it's again you can correct me obviously because you can speak this but again for me i haven't tried to learn it but it sounds very hard language to to vocalize um yeah it has uh tones which is a completely alien concept to anyone that's never learned language with tones but um yeah it's it's almost like you're singing a song with each word Mm. yes that's a good way to put it yeah yeah and it's just it's so unnatural to an english speaker that yeah, it takes some work to get used to that. And you can't mess it up. It's not like some languages where you actually can kind of just flub up the, the pronunciation mm-hmm. and you'll still be understood. Um, yeah, there's a few languages like Russian that come to mind where you can mess up the pronunciation and it's fine. But um, but Chinese, if you mess up the pronunciation, then you're literally saying a different word. Wow. So yeah, you got to put some practice into it. But like anything else, um, and a good thing to keep in mind for learning language is like you won't get fluent immediately but if you just keep practicing i promise you will yes. and it just with exposure you know it's not it's not rocket science it's mm-hmm. not like the hardest thing in the world to do like you just got to put the the hours in you there's even uh a list somewhere it's a commonly cited list by i think the foreign service institute where they show like how many hours it would take you to get like speaking fluent in a language okay um if you just google it it'll surely pop up and um you know like the romance languages like spanish and french Mm -hmm. are something like 600 hours whereas chinese is like some crazy number like 2000 2500 uh but yeah you, you don't have to get intimidated by that because like 
in within those hours could be lots of hours of talking to fun people this so, is you know. it yeah yeah it does it language truly does open up your your um your mind and your horizons and it breaks down so many barriers as you say when you're taking those vacations and you can converse even if it's just saying the basics of please and thank you how are you doing you know where yeah. is this you know just the basics it's like oh you know they're over here at least they're trying kind of thing that's good yeah yeah, that's a really good point, actually, because yeah, I'm talking about like getting fluent in the language. But even if you just learn the basics, uh, that goes a really long way. And um, you can actually learn more of the basics than you might think. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, asking like how much something costs, um, I don't know, complimenting people, stuff yes. like that. And yeah, I this is something that I actually think everybody should really do before going yeah. to a country where they speak a different language. At least spend a few hours, you know, learning the greetings and, you know, mm. like some common vocabulary because it goes a long way. And granted, in many countries now, there will almost always be some waiter or something that speaks English. Exactly. Um, but it's like lazy. Said, it's lazy. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And you're a much better global citizen when you do that. <laughs> and people, like I said, in certain countries, people will love you for it. So totally, totally. Just it'll just bring that smile. Oh my god, this is the second person who's come in and they can speak my, you know, at least have said hello yeah. and greeted me, kind of thing. And yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just uh, you know, imagine you're just some uh random shopkeeper or whatever, and some guy comes in speaking your language, you're like, whoa. That's the most interesting thing that happened to me this week. This is yeah. it. uh, <laughs> it's those little things. This is what this is, and this is a, again another thing that we 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 try and highlight having these conversations. It's these little things that could be a big thing to somebody who's having a terrible day. You know the fact that you know, and you go in and you've just done that one thing, and now yeah. the outlook on that person's day is totally different. Like there are some good people. <laughs> yeah um yeah that's a great thing to keep in mind uh and you know a lot like one thing that probably helps me like not get into too serious of a situation is just knowing that you know everybody has their own shit going on everybody has is going through some potential situation so if somebody responds in like a less than friendly way i'm just like all right you got your own problems going on Mm. but you know like you said you know if you could speak a little bit of their language you know, if you can like crack a joke or something, people tend to lighten up a bit. Definitely, definitely remove the barriers, you know, even on the other person's side, you know, as you being a tourist, they might have a, a view of you being, ah, oh, they're just tourists, they don't even care, they just think that they've got all this money because their currency is higher than ours and blah, 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 but you know, you have yeah. that conversation, break that barrier down, oh no, you know, they're, they're working just as hard to have that trip to come over you know, and have a bit of a taste of my culture. So I'll appreciate it. Not all of them will have access to loads and loads of money because let's not get it twisted. I mean, some of some people do have the idea because you come from a first world that you're, you can just throw money away kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was especially apparent uh, when I first started out making these videos. Cause uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like barely, uh, having enough money to like continue traveling when i was in mexico and tanzania and um people are just assuming like i got tons of money i to be honest this is more of a thing i would say in africa and maybe some countries in asia 
South America, surprisingly, um, they, as I've tried to show, they're just incredibly generous. Yes. Like, they, don't, they don't really ask for anything. Um, but especially in Africa, yeah, like you have to get used to like a lot of people asking you and expecting that you must have a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And it, especially now, um, now that, you know, thankfully I got like a little bit more money to spend on these trips. Uh, yeah, as long as they're nice about it, <laughs> I'm more yes. likely than not to like try mm-hmm. and help them. Out. But uh, if they're just kind of rude or aggressive or just, you know. You can know. see, yeah, totally. I mean, you can see genuine people. I mean, don't get it wrong. There are some scammers out yeah. there. Unfortunately, there are a lot of scammers out there. But generally, we can see the, the goodness in people. And if, so, if, if you're in a position to help, by all means, yeah. but it can't be yeah. on a like a minute by minute basis. You know, we can't help the world, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, same thing with, uh, yeah, also, yeah, with, like, markets and stuff like that. As long as they're giving me the real price, I'm more than happy to buy it. But if they're going to, like, upcharge me, like, $30 or something, I don't care how much money I have. <laughs> That's still yes. going to be offensive. Oh, it's uh, and if I actually bought that, all the Africans in my comments would insult me for doing that. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I love to point that out. Like, every time I get, like, upsold, like, $1, I'm like, ah, oh, okay. Can I say, you know, it's tough. Yeah, far in a price. It's 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 they they see they just see there's a smell you come in like oh here we go yeah how much yeah. can I get away with this time kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You gotta be ready. I mean, yeah, if, for anyone who's planning to travel to Africa, it is uh, a bit of an adventure for some of the countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll meet incredibly friendly people, but when you're going to like the market and whatnot, you gotta. Have your wits about you. Definitely. And you met a, a, a oh, I can't remember the young lady's name. What was the young lady? And you took her on another trip. You took her to another country, another part of Africa. Oh, you're talking about uh, Josie. Josie, yeah. that's it. She was so yeah. nice. She's. Yeah. Um, she may be coming back uh, pretty soon, hopefully. Excellent. Um, but uh, yeah, she was awesome. And um, yeah, actually having her around was really great because um at times there was things that i did not understand that was going on that goes beyond language yeah um like in terms of like pricing or mm-hmm. <laughs> bribery or stuff like that oh, and then gosh. she would be there to provide like the local perspective um and then even though she's not from nigeria there's a world of difference between uh, Nigeria and East Africa. Oh, of course. East yeah. and West Africa, major differences. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that's a common misconception. Like, these countries are very, very different. They even, like, look different and everything. Mm. Um, but, yeah, you get in Nigeria, there was still enough commonalities and whatnot uh, where she could help out on. And um, she also, like, I think kind of, well, at times she inflames situations, but she also diffuses them. <laughs> yes like, <laughs> you know how to like un- like get the humor like sometimes when i don't so yeah yes nigeria it was a very busy bustling place um there's nowhere like nigeria in the world like that is that is the most intense country i've ever been to. Mm. <laughs> i'll say i want to go back i really enjoyed the adventure there and everything um and nigerians like if you go there they'll be like you got to go to the east so you gotta go to the north I'll try and get back there. Hopefully. Yes, this is so many places. There's so many places. I mean, yeah. Um, I guess as you said, as you alluded to at the start, you 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 do plan to go back 
to Africa very soon, you said? Yeah, that's the plan, actually. Um, not going to say when exactly, yeah. but very soon. I'm going to go to some new parts of Africa um, and uh, I'll hopefully revisit some of the old ones, too. Because you know, like I constantly get comments like, "Oh, you got to come back to Tanzania. You got to come back to Kenya." <laughs> and there's an endless number of things to do in these countries. So, exactly, like I, that that wouldn't be a problem. Just and I think you, you're doing a good thing as well. I mean, you're showing, and you're not intentionally like this. There's people who who just specifically go to bad areas within the countries, and they're doing it to highlight. Look. I'm a, I'm a tourist and I'm in a yeah. quote unquote. So I understand, you know, that element of it, but you're showing that it's, it's okay to go outside of the hotel, you know, outside yeah. of the resorts, you can go and mix with the locals. Nothing's going to happen. It's safe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I for the most part, <clears throat> like at, at the same time, I really don't want to like BS anyone. I try to give like a complete picture of the country um but what that ends up showing usually is that there's a bunch of nice people uh there's also like scammers and whatnot but you know these are not the majority of the people um they're just gonna find you yeah. <laughs> like if you're in public but um yeah it's you have to like leave your hotel and you got to leave the guided tours and whatnot um because there's just there's so much to do and i think getting out of the big cities that's usually a lot less stressful for a lot of people i would say um especially in south america like brazil people usually assume that brazil is just horrendously dangerous everywhere no. uh but you go to the countryside it's probably safer than america in most yeah. places so it really depends on where you're at but um yeah just go out with an open minds you know don't be too gullible <laughs> but, uh, that's the key thing and unfortunately if you i mean most people in the tri-state are quite savvy and street smart quote unquote you know there is yeah. a minority who aren't but generally if you don't grow up in those kind of environments and you don't have that quote unquote street smarts you you're going to have to develop it very quickly if you if you want to you know, venture outside of the resorts, <laughs> you know, and see the real yeah. country that you're in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's, you know, it's a little bit probably intimidating for a lot of people at first. Um, yeah, I think I said in probably in my videos, like when I first went to Tanzania, you know, I've just been like listening to legacy media and like all this stuff up until then. <laughs> I mean, I did my own research, but but then just walking around in the city, I was like, oh, well, what's going to happen to me? Yeah. Uh, but then you soon realize that while it's not 100% safe, like, you know, with some proper precautions, not even like that many, uh, you know, like you're going to be fine. And yeah, and a lot of the precautions that you might take are probably the same. You would take it you know, in a big city in the US. Like yeah. you're not going to go walking into like East New York at like 9 p.m. or whatever, uh, generally speaking. So the same thing in Dar es Salaam, you know, you're not going to go to like the slums at night. Uh, and you just, you know, keep an eye on your phone. And some of these, the African countries especially, are actually a lot safer than most people would assume. 
Yeah. Um, for example, I think there's a higher chance of being robbed with a gun in the United States than there are in Tanzania or Kenya. Um, South America, that's a different story. But oh, yeah, like, of course. With their <laughs> <or> you, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, you know, but like Uganda, these countries, like, like most people don't even have guns, right? So yeah. I, the worst you probably have to deal with is there's a lot of like phone snatchers and whatnot, if you go, yeah. like downtown Nairobi, stuff like that. But um, I don't know, having your phone snatched instead of being robbed with a gun is like way less emotionally scarring, I think. <laughs> less trauma most definitely it's un- unfortunate it's a part of this this um tumultuous crazy but beautiful world that we live in that we have these um these parallels of you know good good people mixed with a sprinkle of bad people um but yeah. unfortunately legacy media and, and others showed the, yeah. the the bad people to be the, mon- yeah. the majority when they're clearly not <laughs> yeah i mean it, in my experiences you know it's what I've, again, maybe unintentionally been showing is there are obviously good people in all sectors of society. And there's also annoying assholes in all sectors of society. Yes. So, you know, there's, uh, if you go to like, quote unquote, rich areas or go to like exclusive areas, you'll generally meet more unfriendly people. <laughs> uh, it's like, you might get like uh, consumer wise, a nicer experience and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, that has its own challenges and annoyances. Uh, generally, when you go out to the villages or even like the lower income neighborhoods or whatnot, the proportion of people who are just incredibly friendly yeah. and just like like giving you stuff for no reason, uh, it just rises dramatically. Uh, and then, you know, in the middle class, I just, I don't know, everybody's just surviving, I guess. But it, yeah. obviously tons of nice people there too. So it's, Yeah. Just gotta like keep that in mind. Not everybody is out to get you, and there's like bad people in uh, different parts of society. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. It's it's um it's as I as I always reflect and say it's a it's a interesting time to be alive. You you have to really um number one focus on yourself to make yourself the best version of you every single day. That's the first thing. But it's these experiences that we have. And that we're going to have, which are going to make us trustfully better people, you know, a more holistic people and not so quick to look at someone and think, oh, because they're wearing that uniform potentially, or they look that in that manner, I've got this yeah. predisposed kind of idea of what that person is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like if people can, I know it's not easy for everyone, but. Yeah, the most valuable thing you could do in terms of just making you a more relaxed person or and it has like a host of other benefits is going to a radically different country. Mm. So, you know, if you're from the UK or America, you know, go to Africa, go to China, go to India um, and just experience that. And I mean, if you can even better like live there for a period of time. Yeah. Uh, even like six months will do it like your perspective will change so much it's just you will understand because you know before doing that you almost unintentionally (laughs) uh you just like view other countries like another planet you know it's like they just have these alien lifestyles and whatnot uh and then you go there and you kind of adapt and you start to think well okay 
like my country does weird stuff too mm. uh, you come back home and you realize like whoa why do we have to like tip all the time in america yeah. like why doesn't any other country do this mm-hmm. uh you know like you just you know you have like these questions and you get like a more objective view yes. of your own country and that ultimately makes you a better person because you know if you're not too nationalistic you're more agreeable you know you're more friendly totally and again you know there's nothing wrong you know america is a wonderful place it, it, it's a beautiful the topography of america it's just as the world we have you know people in power in positions that make decisions which aren't necessarily yeah. always good for the people this is what the problem is <laughs> not necessarily the country or the nations that have these titles given to them yeah um pretty much yeah and most of the people living in these countries uh do not have direct control or anything close to that mm-hmm. or the decisions of their leaders um and inevitably people are going to vote in people that do annoying stuff yeah i don't know there might be some countries around the world with uh relatively good governments pretty sure the scandinavian countries never have that many problems uh <laughs> that we uh, hear of at least <laughs> yeah that you ever hear of uh singapore and rwanda are almost like paradises but you just gotta ignore the whole dictatorship thing uh yeah, <laughs> right that's but, a good um, point that's a good point that is yeah for democracies, you know, like uh, it's a democracy. So you're going to get something crazy or annoying in there that you're not going to like at some point. And you just got to deal with it, I guess. Yeah. The illusion of the mob rule, demo rule, mob rule, democracy. It's, it's, yeah. wordplay is just wonderful. So, sabbatical, have you learned um, uh, Latin? I take it. Uh, surprisingly, not. No. <laughs> um i'm kind of biased towards languages that i could speak to people yes uh, it's nothing against people that learn latin i know that's a common uh, high school subject yeah um, but why do you ask that no because i hear a lot it's 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 very much a a a mother language to most language latin oh yeah um if you wanted to go ahead and learn Spanish or Italian or French, like these all came from Latin. So it would surely help with that. Although I will add, in case you don't want to do that, you could also just learn Spanish or French or whatever. And then that also <laughs> makes the other ones easier. It's, uh, yeah, you actually can get like bonuses uh, on other languages if they're yeah. related, you know? So um, there's like, it's kind of a misconception, but it's also kind of true. If you learn Spanish, you can basically learn Portuguese. Portuguese, really. yeah. yeah. I was just about to say that. That's a very good example. Yeah, uh, it definitely helps a lot. Um, you will arrive in Brazil and still not understand uh, most of what they're saying, but <laughs> it'll give you like a huge first step towards learning that language. My difficulties, and when I speak to um, Espanola-speaking um, friends, it's the speed and I, I, this it's I, they're saying stuff and it's I'm just I, I, I'm processing three words behind because the speed yeah. in which they're talking so quick and I understand because the words are so long that you've got to get them out quickly to get the sentence out but I just find that a major challenge yeah um a fun fact that Spanish is uh literally the fastest spoken language in the world 
So yeah, it's not, uh, I mean, <laughs> granted it's not that huge of a difference between Spanish and English, but yeah, I, the only advice I can give is um, it's like, it's like any kind of skill. You just mm -hmm. have to keep doing it. And I had exactly the same thoughts, like uh, especially in the early days. I'm like, how the hell am I ever going to understand this? You know, it's like, which is doubly frustrating after, you know, like learning the grammar and the vocabulary and you're like, oh, I should be done now. Yeah. I should be ready. I should understand everything. But you're not even close to being there yet. Um, not to be discouraged. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Like, uh, again, the most fun part is actually talking to people. So that's Definitely. what happened. Yeah. And that's the and goal. The, oh. Yeah. The more you do that, um, uh, the easier it gets. And a good hack for that is i mean if you can find like decent uh, tv shows and stuff but yeah watch tv shows or movies or whatnot in that language pretty sure like at this point on netflix you can just change the language yes and like that's a good easy way if you're not actually in that country you know mm -hmm. and um do it enough and slowly but surely it will become more and more understandable yes if you want to like make it even more difficult you could try to learn argentinian spanish where they sound like italians and it's like completely alien <laughs> to all the other spanish figures you did mention that so is it the fact that they is it like a, an additional dialect because you know you, i mean you've got the castillo um espanola and you've got obviously the the latin well the latin america espanola what, what, what is that class as um so it's all the same language. Uh, in Spain, um, I think uh, Castilian refers to the actual Spanish language, and they do that because they got like Catalan and like the yes. other ones in the country. But um, yeah, it's all the same. But in Argentina, they have like this one difference that they share with a few other groups in the other countries where um, they use both instead of two. So that's like a whole new verb tense. Um, and then they don't use vosotros, like uh, like Spain, you know. Uh -huh. Yeah, there's lots of little stuff like this. <laughs> but um, and then uh, it, the the Argentinian accent, um, it's just kind of funny. Like if you <laughs> learn that, it's it's like learning English with like a Scottish accent or something, which you know, it's kind of unorthodox, but like, you know, it'll so stand out. Yes, indeed. So, so from what I'm gathering by that analogy, it's 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 Spanish, but the pronunciation of the words are going to be different, and also, as you say, they're, they're adding other words into the vocabulary as well. Yeah, generally speaking, um, not just Argentina, but all the different countries, they usually have their own slang, and then they'll mm -hmm. have like their own local word. It doesn't change that much, but it'll trip you up yeah. when you first go there um but yeah like yeah these are these are things you have to deal with yeah. these are actually probably the biggest challenges you have when learning a language just getting used to listening to it and dealing with slang because you know we all use it basically mm -hmm. <laughs> and depending um, on where you are that the slang will be different so you could you, you could think you're using a, a slang and you go to another part and it's like well what are you, what are you talking about senor <laughs> yeah like you know, if you go to any Latin American country and you bring up like cursing, you'll probably meet like some dude who will sit you down and just be like, All right, I'm going to teach you all the curse words now. Like, puta, puta, puta. Puta. You know? 
And he'll give you like every combination of that. And then he'll just expect you to now understand like all the cursing and slang in that language. But oh, of course, because uh, you've got masculine and feminine for, for, for each each term, don't you? Um, yeah, yeah, there's like, yeah, grammar again. It's annoying. It's not as bad as like people think, but you know, it's there. Yeah. How are you getting on with learning the um oh god the, the South American but it's in it's like a, an island, the Caribbean islands, and they speak that Dutch kind of it's like about three different languages kind of mixed together. Oh for, yeah. Faruna, for, what's it called? Like, again? On Suriname, you're talking about? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, because uh that's the Dutch speaking one. Yeah, that's uh that's a wild country <laughs> linguistically. Yeah, because um Dutch is the official language and they speak it in the city, but then they have like this other language running alongside it. That's like yeah. a mix of English and Dutch and African languages. And then, and then they got like the local languages, like the Indian community still has of like course. a version of uh, yes. Hindi. And then uh, the Indonesians got their own thing. And then the Africans or the descendants of Africans have like their own thing. Yes, pretty crazy. It's a mix. So, sabbatical. Did you see any of the indigenous tribes? Did you see any Afro-indigenous tribes, or did you see more of the? I guess which would, would Mexican. I guess would that be the best way to describe them? Mexican-looking. Uh, you mean like in Mexico? Or, no, uh, when when you was in Suriname. Oh, in Suriname. Um, yeah, like um, probably my favorite trip or like the most interesting one that i did was i went to visit these people called the maroons um you actually have people who have uh the same name the maroons in jamaica and like I think yes. a few other Caribbean countries uh and it just it refers to anyone who is the descendant of escaped slaves yeah runaway slaves but yeah. mm -hmm. what's unique in suriname is that they escaped so long ago uh that it happened and it happened so early that they ended up maintaining their languages and their traditions from west africa so it's and they've got the chiefs on there that's from when you took that long boat all the way to those two those islands yeah yes i recall it now yeah my only my only regret with that trip was uh because it was impossible to like learn that language that quickly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it was kind of hard to talk to a lot of them but it was still really crazy. Like that one village, they weren't even Christian. They, you know, they had like animus shrines and stuff yes. like that. And like, yeah, the chief told me like, yeah, they, they've been doing this for like 400 years. This is what the, uh, the traditions they brought from West Africa. Yeah. That's so, so interesting that we've still got those still isolated pockets and the, the fact that it's still so, I mean, the, the boat is the, the the main method of transportation right yeah it's like a highway but with boats yeah and um yeah that was it was a lot of fun um you would just see kids like going to school on the boats mm. school bus uh yeah, as as wild there's literally because most of Suriname is technically the amazon rainforest exactly so yeah you just reach a point where the road ends <laughs> and that's like not even halfway into the country the rest of the way you have to use rivers that's the only means of transportation because Suriname's it's a huge um place isn't it it's absolutely massive yeah it's a pretty big country um yeah there's uh 
a lot going on. It's, you know, not like as big as Brazil, but um, yeah, it's like from the capital, Paramaribo, down to some of the indigenous villages in the south. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could take you like a day to like get down there. So more if it's in a boat, I think. Yeah, good couple of days. yeah. 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 Wow. The the the, the wonders of, of this this plane of existence that we're on. Um yeah. so as as we wind this conversation down, so I know your time is precious. Um what other places have we got on the um on the the, the wish list or the bucket list that you'd like to go to? Oh yeah, I could easily say like the whole world with that. <laughs> um, um I, when I started this YouTube channel, um, I specifically had in mind going to Africa, Latin America, and China. Um, China is the only one that, unfortunately, I don't think that will happen anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Way to lockdown. <laughs> uh, but these are like three places that people usually have wrong assumptions about or misconceptions. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, really wanted to go and check them out. So definitely more countries in africa i said i would try to get to every country and not lying about that that would be uh, fun that would be fun yeah there's plenty of crazy ones still to come uh and plenty of uh really beautiful ones as well and i like and, the way that you put you 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 it's not just the, the vlog because a lot of the times you'll go and discuss historical f- information about the places that you are you're in as well just to give some context to why things are the way they are yeah like you know i don't want to like throw shade at other vloggers or whatever but you know when they just pop into these places with no context at all uh yeah i'm not a big fan of that because i'm like yeah why is it (laughs) why is it like this yeah you know uh it like and it helps to give like a better understanding uh i feel so yeah, I'm actually, I was actually kind of surprised that people enjoy like these historical tidbits and whatnot. Cause, you know, like I, I love stuff like that. Yeah. I try to like read about the country and, you know, get to know it better. And there's always like so many interesting little facts that you can drop, you know, like the stuff in Suriname, as we were just talking about. Yeah. Stuff that's like mind boggling, but uh, <laughs> you have to do like a little bit of research to find out about it history well if we if if it's not done if we don't bring it to life as you're doing you know via the the popular means of youtube that who else is going to think actually you know what that looked really interesting let me look at this place you know i might even want to go there and actually go on vacation maybe or i'll just stick to maybe buying a few books watching some documentaries and really getting to you know understand these people yeah and for a lot of people you know, like watching a straight um, educational video, like, you know, that's like being force fed information. It may not be as fun. Uh, I think, you know, if it's, if you're on like a fun trip and then you like, you learn little things along the way, that's the best way to learn. I feel, Mm, Uh, you know, if you, if you just take like a look at my channel for like five seconds i don't know it may look like i'm just going on crazy adventures and like uh <laughs> going to favelas or something but uh no you know i try to help people learn about different countries yes along the way. definitely definitely um how did the link up take place with you and ace ace, ace oh, live is it all right yeah 
Uh, I think he's in Venezuela or Colombia now. Mm. Um, yeah, like we were just in Argentina at the same time, and uh, people were writing comments like Ace Live is there. And I was like, oh, I guess that's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I contacted him. And he was like, Yeah, sure. Let's hang out. It was actually the video that we made. That was actually my very last night there. So I was uh-huh. like, it almost didn't happen, but uh-huh. I was like, um, that's why it's uh, yeah, just kind of randomly we show up at a bar. Indeed. Right. Indeed. <laughs> I think he, he was already there, so I was like, all right, I'll just come meet you there. <laughs> he's got some energy. He has, man. He's got some energy. <laughs> Definitely has a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with that and, and and again I, I will give um ace live a salute as well i have thoroughly enjoyed his his um excursions searching for the the afro um communities within south america as well i found them thoroughly um educational and enjoyable to watch as well yeah yeah he's made um some pretty interesting videos lately i like he had one about uh, la boca mm. in uh, argentina also that was a neighborhood I wanted to go to, but he covered it pretty well. I think he was in a music video. Tell me, I don't remember how it went, but uh, <laughs> really good video. I'll check it out. I might have missed that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, last two questions for you, then, sir. Oh, actually, no. I've got one more for you. I've got three questions for you as we wind this down. Musically wise, um, musically wise, what, what what kind of music are you into, sir? Oh, okay. Um, to be honest, I really like to just get to the country mm-hmm. and then listen to the local artists. Um, so, uh, like, I'll ask people to recommend me stuff. Uh, but uh, I guess, like, in general, especially when I'm back in the US, like rock and rap, I would say. The two R's. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say, like, more rap if I'm trying to, like, work out or something okay. Uh, okay rock is good for uh long drives oh yeah yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> music to, yeah. to drive to <laughs> yeah yeah okay okay um have you had fun today oh it's been it's been wonderful at the excellent. time of my life excellent excellent um please very last one for you then sir please tell us who you are but do not tell us your name. Uh, what do you mean by that one? <laughs> <laughs> this is one where you've got to put your thinking cap on, sir. So in essence, describe, who you know, if someone was going to say, Tommy, he is. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tommy is a strange American person who travels the world likes to learn languages, likes to meet people, and would ha- be very happy to have a beer with you if we happen to be in the same area. Excellent. And very lastly, please throw out all your social medias and your YouTube channel, and I will make sure I put links below in the description, sir. Sure. Uh, Radical is the channel on YouTube. Um, my Instagram is Tommy El Forastero. Should probably change that. That's pretty hard to type, but uh, tell me how to pull this And then uh, I think if you search sabbatical on Instagram, that works. So 
And uh, I actually just set up a thing on Facebook. Not a big Facebook user anymore, but somebody recommended I do it. Uh, so you can find me on there as well. I'll be making like releasing shorter versions of the videos from YouTube on there. Excellent. As I say, I will make sure I put the link below in the description. If this is the first time you've come across Tommy, most definitely click the YouTube channel. And I'm pretty sure you'll be binging on the videos for quite some time. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and most definitely share. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't miss like your work there or anything, but yeah. There's uh, plenty of stuff to watch, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 make sure we get the balance of work and watching the the you know the old content right. So yeah, that's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to save up that money to go on a trip of your own. So, you know, want to be a it's, healthy informant. Definitely, it's been wonderful. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. for taking the time to tune into CFR Network. If you enjoyed the content, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And if you ain't already, most definitely share. If you'd like to go that step further and to support the broadcast, go over to sbmentality.com and go get yourself some merch. And also go check out my sponsor over at Instagram, Supreme of the UK. Thank you for your continued support.